And seeing that graphic a couple of uh, days ago, I uh, was struck by the fact that uh, the big the T was there at the top uh, left-hand corner, and then giving, and I uh, immediately was uh, focused in on Thanksgiving. And indeed, we uh, we are thankful to God for many things. We can uh, here in advance of Thanksgiving offer our thanks to God for His every blessing, His every provision. And we have become and, and are aware of those many blessings in so many ways. You know, years ago, at my very first uh, church, I served uh, in Middletown, no less. I remember visiting a lady on a very bright and beautiful Saturday morning, uh, beautiful and bright, just like today is. Uh, Dorothy was a, a single lady of uh, very, very limited means, even though her pocketbook was limited her heart was uh, as big as uh, any I've seen everyone in the church loved Dorothy the morning I stopped by I remember having a delightful conversation with her we talked for about an hour in her meager upstairs apartment right there in the, the center of old Middletown as I prepared to leave she reached into her purse and pulled out a couple of quarters to give to the church. I tried to dissuade her, thinking that that meager sum might better be used to help meet the needs of, of her own life. She would hear nothing of it. I want to give, she said. Don't rob me of that privilege. I have never forgotten her response. Don't rob me of that privilege. For Dorothy, giving was a privilege. Giving sacrificially was uh, an even greater privilege. I uh, learned about that that morning, uh, that Saturday morning where the sun shone so brightly. Let's read about that privilege as we turn to the scripture. Our passage for today is from 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter, verses 1 through 7. 2 Corinthians 8, verses 1 through 7. So let's hear this from God's Word. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of every severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service of the Lord's people. They exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the, the will of God also to us. So we urged Titus, just as he had earlier made a beginning to, to bring also to completion this act of grace on your part, since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in the love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. And so this is God's word, and may it be a deep and abiding blessing to each of us, not only as we hear this word read, but as we make effort now to take our lives and give them over to this word. 
In our passage for today, Paul highlights a church that distinguished itself in its generosity. As Paul writes in uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 4, the Macedonian church, and it was made up of varied congregations in that region, they, they pleaded for the privilege of sharing. They pleaded for the privilege of giving. That church there was uh, under duress. There was, they were challenged by a degree of persecution. And on top of that, they were extremely poor. In spite of, of all those things, they counted it a privilege to give. In spite of the trials they, they were facing, their joy overflowed and relled up, welled up in what Paul calls rich generosity. They gave as much as they were able and even beyond, much like my, my buddy Doris. Now the context is this. Paul was uh, taking an, an offering for the saints in Jerusalem. And as he made his way to the various churches in and around uh, uh, Asia Minor and, and Greece, um, he, he took that offering and had the intent then to, to take it to Jerusalem in support of those saints that were there. They too had fallen on hard times. Paul even involved others like Titus to help collect that offering. It was a really big deal for Paul because he knew that it was a really big deal for the churches. Paul knew that giving was that important of an expression of love and devotion to God. Giving has always been an important part of the church's witness. God's people have always been challenged to give, and not just financially, but in, in so many other ways. We've always been challenged to give, even to the point of a can of cream of mushroom soup, if you will, even though the church in Macedonia was of limited means, they gave abundantly. They counted it a privilege to give. Giving for them was a, a real blessing. And their example was an, an inspiration throughout the entire church. Paul was quick to bring to light the fact that the Macedonians first gave to the Lord and then to others. He makes that very clear as he writes in 2 Corinthians, the 8th chapter. The generosity of the Macedonians was an expression of gratitude for what God was doing in their lives, and hence their giving was to God first and then to others. There was a very direct correlation between the grace that God had so generously heaped upon them and their desire to give. God's blessings are abundant. I hope that we are, uh, are pulling away from the, the press of, the, of this present day and that we are uh, making account of the, of the deep blessings that God shares in, in, in our lives. We're all sharing in those blessings all the time. God's provisions are many. We experience them daily. God cares for our every need. All of this is a matter of grace, the free gift of God's love. The free gift of, of God's amazing grace is an expression of love that has profound effect upon us. 
if our hearts are open and we find ourselves ready to receive, that grace comes uh, pouring in and fills us even to the point of overflowing. If our hearts are indeed so inclined, it is all too easy to become overwhelmed by God's love and find ourselves returning that love not only God's way but toward other people as well. God's grace making its way in our lives, God's grace making its, making its way through our lives as we uh, seek to praise Him and as we seek to support others. That was the sort of thing that was going on with the Macedonians. The church in Macedonia pleaded for the opportunity to give. They not only wanted to give, they needed to give as an expression of their deep and abiding love for God. And so as God gives and gives and gives again, we can't help but, but turn and give as well. This, too, is a matter of grace. The grace of giving, as Paul calls it, is a privilege indeed. In our passage for today, Paul goes to great lengths to highlight the church of Macedonia and their generosity, only to encourage another church, the church to whom he is writing, the church there in Corinth. He, he wants to encourage them toward the same sort of generosity. In comparison to the church in, in Macedonia, the one in Corinth was well off. It was more cosmopolitan. In a, in a way, the whole church, or the, rather the whole world, came through Corinth. It was, it was that great seaport, and it was bustling in, in every way. The church there had already given to the offering that Paul was taking, again, that offering to the saints in Jerusalem. But because of some inner strife that was taking place in that church, they failed to complete what they initially intended to do. And so Paul highlights the generosity of the Macedonian church to sort of spur them along. The church of Macedonia was an amazing example of the dynamic difference God's grace can make in the lives and, and attitudes of people when it comes to giving. Their example, their example persists even to this day and encourages us. Well, Paul uses this to encourage the church in Corinth. While encouraging them to give, he, he also took occasion to encourage them about their, their spiritual lives. Now, in spite of their shortcomings, and quite honestly, if you read through all of 1 and 2 Corinthians, you know that their shortcomings were many. In spite of those, the, the church there in Corinth had a lot of things in place, and Paul was quick to commend them for them. He makes note of the ways that they excelled. They excelled in their faith, in their speech, in their knowledge, and in their complete earnestness. Even though they, uh, they got crosswise with one another uh, every now and then, they were at least earnest together in seeking after the Lord. They were faithful stewards, if you will, in dispatching their, their lives in the sort of earnestness that, that Paul commends them for. The right use of time and talent is every bit a, a matter of stewardship. 
just as is the, the right use of money. Well, Paul appreciated the way the, the, the Corinthians had thrown themselves into their faith. Their earnestness in this regard had not gone unnoticed. And, and as we've said, Paul in, encouraged them about it. In fact, Paul recognized that, that giving oneself to the Lord first is the foundation upon which all Christian giving comes. I hope that you think about that. An earnestness for the Lord, a deep desire to be faithful to Him, then follows with a, a supreme generosity not only to the Lord, but to others. Since the Corinthians had excelled in so many ways, it was not at all a stretch for Paul to ask them to excel in the grace of giving. We'll hear a lot about this grace of giving over the next couple of weeks. Think about it. It is a gift to be able to give. When we give, we uh, take the focus off ourselves and put it on someone else. And more importantly, we put that focus upon God. When we give, we are released from the hold that money and possessions have upon our lives. When we give, we, uh, we at once recognize all those blessings that we talked about just a second ago and how those blessings do indeed shower upon us. And it's amazing that as we give, we then take pause to contemplate the great blessings of God upon our lives. When we give, we recognize that God is the giver of every good and, and perfect gift. He is the source of the gift, after all. We are only stewards. When we give, we find ourselves blessed by the very grace that is the reason for our giving in the first place. The grace of of giving is, is more than matched by the grace of God every time. To put that another way, you can never outgive God. For me, giving is one of the greatest joys of my life. It's an honor and privilege to be able to, to participate in the furtherance of the kingdom of God through giving. So these days, it seems that everybody is all astir about the economy, and, and for good reason. Because of the pandemic, the, the stock market is, is sort of a, a bouncing ball. One, one day it's, it's up, the other day that it's down. That's just the, the, the way the stock market is, but there's a, a certain volatility that's there that, that we, we know is, is real and, and palpable. There's a sort of split personality to what's going on these days when it, when it comes to the economy. We realize that, that some are, are really in, in good shape. They just continued on as if nothing has happened. And then some have had their lives literally disrupted. Things are, are not so good. In the mix of, of all of that, we uh, have, made, uh, have made good strides um, Yet we know that uh, we have a long, long way to go. There are far too many these days who are unemployed, far too many who have been adversely affected, far too many who have suffered. And we know that as this pandemic continues to, to, to persist, we know of uh, person after person that has been directly affected one way or the other. 
We live with all these concerns and let them affect us when it comes to our giving. Oh, that we might be free from them. We do well to remember the Macedonian church, that in spite of the the things that they were facing, the very trials that that were uh, part of their lives, that they gave with rich generosity in the midst of their severe trial. This past year has uh, taught me a great deal about God's provision. The middle of March, I, uh, I had no idea what was going to happen in regard to the church, notwithstanding things personally. God has, has moved in our midst, and I'm thankful to report that as a church, we are very much head above water when it comes to the finances of the church. We have made it uh, through uh, this year in, in good stead, for which every one of us need to be thankful. So with this pandemic still lingering and the rather daunting prospect of 2021 looming, let me challenge you about this. Just like Paul challenged the church in Corinth to complete what you first began. You know, with the, the, the strike of, uh, of 12 midnight on December 31st, we... Uh, things just don't end, but we we continue the good work that we have begun, even through this pandemic. A couple of weeks ago, Cheryl and I were both touched by something we read in the daily devotional, uh, Jesus Calling, by by Sarah Young. It uh, spoke volumes to the anxiety that we sometimes feel, and I'm sure you feel as well. It's just sort of a part of this, uh, this, this experience, this season in which we live. Writing as if uh, Jesus were talking, Young writes, anxiety is the result of envisioning the future without me. Anxiety is the result of envisioning the future without me. So let's affirm that Jesus is with us all the way. And as Ashley shared just a bit ago before her prayer, God's got this. He has this and will provide all along. Another passage from Jesus calling, or this grand reminder, again, as if Jesus is talking, I am with you, I am with you, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, envisioning a future where Christ is with us all the way. So I encourage you to do this as we begin to to consider such things as our, our giving and our generosity. Let's pray together. This week you'll receive a, a prayer card uh, from me with a letter encouraging you to do just that. On that prayer card is a prayer that, that hopefully will, will help uh, center you to the extent that you will hear from God and get a sense how He wants you to respond when it comes to your financial commitment to the church. More importantly, I, I hope that your, that prayer and your praying that prayer will center you in the fact that Christ is with you and will indeed see you through. 
So we, uh, we find ourselves today considering all these things, but with the encouragement to pray, to pray about them, to, to consider God's good work in our, our lives, and to see how we too may respond. So I want to encourage you to pray with me this prayer that hopefully we'll be praying here over the ensuing days and, and weeks. And as we pray this prayer, may we find God stirring in our hearts. So let's uh, pray together, if you will. God, your grace has been poured out for us, and you love us abundantly. May your love overflow from our hearts into our words, our actions, and our giving. Lead us to be faithful stewards who boldly respond to the great gifts you have given us. And let us share that grace, the grace you freely give to all who love you in the giving of our talents, time, and resource. You do not hold back and so, God, we, we pray for the courage and the faithfulness to not hold back either. We give to your kingdom so that your love will be evident throughout our church, our community, and our world. And God, we do ask this prayer in the name of Jesus Christ, trusting in the power of that name for today's world. Amen. Ashley.